Hi and welcome to episode 12 of the Body Mechanic Podcast with Rob Arnold from Chrysalis Fitness Training. This week, Rob is going to talk to us about balance, a very important part of the way our bodies work. So Rob, and this is the most basic question I could think of to start with, what is balance? It's, um, it's your body's way of stopping your brain turning to mush. It's their design to protect the brain from hitting hard surfaces like the floor. That's the most basic way of looking at it. So that's what balance is there for. Like all these things, it always seems to be to protect the brain, basically. What helps us balance? What actually makes the body do that thing where it wants to keep upright all the time? So inside your inner ear, you've got a few different organs that feed information to the brain about the position of the, the head. So you've got um, the labyrinth, which inside that you've got some things called semicircular canals. And then you've also got the otolith organs. Inside these, both the the semicircular canals and the otolith organs, you've got little uh, tiny hair cells and a a gel-like fluid. And depending on how your your head is moving, will depend on the flow of the gel and that affects movement on the hairs. And those, uh, when they move, that'll send the signals to say the head is moving in this direction and your body will either react to correct it or if if it's used to that and it knows it's safe, it'll be fine. So if you think about uh, cliff divers diving off a cliff, obviously they're going upside down. The brain knows that they're going to be all right because they're used to it. Whereas if you think about uh, a, a normal person just jumping off a cliff or a bridge, they jump off feet first and you'll see their arms waving around and their legs waving around. And all that is the body reacting to keep the body upright. Right. So when, you, when we're looking over the edge of a, a precipice of some sort uh, and you have that horrible feeling in your stomach where you, people say, oh, my stomach's really turning over. I've got butterflies or whatever. Is that balance or is that something else? It's, uh, it's balance leading into the, the nervous system. You know, when you get seasickness or, or nausea or when you, you're looking over a big drop, but you can see the floor. Your eyes get involved as well. Uh, so when something's close, so if, if you imagine you're on a bridge and you're looking down, you can see the floor, that, that would be classed as close. And then if you're in an aeroplane and you're looking down, you've got quite a big distance there. Uh, and it's, it's the way the eyes move. So whether they come in together, whether they go out a little bit wider. So when you're looking at something closer, your eyes tend to come in. And what happens there is it affects your parasympathetic nervous system. We spoke about this in the past, yeah. but it, it's rest and digest. And that will, when you get a heightened uh, response on that, that will in, increase the, the nausea and, and that, um, that feeling of being unbalanced and dizzy, dizziness. What some people call vertigo, which isn't vertigo as a matter of fact. No, no. But yeah, so you get almost like a fear of heights dizziness yeah i mean it, it can also affect your blood pressure as well and, and then you've got a thing called orthostatic vertigo changes in blood pressure can can also affect how you feel as well so it's to do with the oxygen being delivered to um, the brain so it's, it's loads and loads of things all working yeah. at the same time to try and normalize things in your head yeah i said about seasickness so if you imagine you're on a boat well think about um i think most people have seen jaws so think about a boat the size of the Jaws boat. It's quite a small boat and you're bobbing up and down. When you're looking at something that's close moving up and down and your head's moving through different angles, as it were, then that is going to start to, if you're not used to it, it's going to start to bring on that feeling of nausea and the seasickness. So by taking your head away and looking out into the distance, 
that'll take your eyes further apart and that'll dampen that sensation. So when they say look at the horizon, what they're saying is look at something very far away, yes. which then levels your head almost, stops, yeah, stops yeah. that happening. I, I've read loads of... Um, People may or may not know that I'm a bit of a pirate radio anorak, and I've read loads of books about people travelling out to pirate ships in in bad weather, and almost every single one of them is someone a story of someone who just says, "I just want to die. It was so awful," and um, I can't remember if I've ever felt seasick. I've only ever been on ferries, to be honest. <laughs> I've never been on anything more spectacular than that, and or or a narrow boat in the canal, which I don't think is uh, going to make me seasick. But um, the thought of it makes me feel a little bit a little bit nauseous, to be honest. So why is balance important to us? Why is it something that, that the body makes us do other than that protecting the, the brain thing? So I say it, it is to protect the brain. But um, the, the main thing with balance is posture, especially if you think about now with the way technology is advancing and people are on phones all the time. There is a thing called tech neck. So people were looking down. And that affects your posture. So if you get used to that, your, your nervous system gets very good at doing the same thing all the time, whether it's a, a good thing or a bad thing. So if you're always looking down, then you'll start to get a forward head movement all the time. So you're training your head to do that, basically. Yeah. Now, your head is quite heavy. And when it's on the top of your head, that changes your centre of gravity and that changes your balance systems, as it were. So I've got clients that have... Not uh, not younger clients, but older clients that have got it from using frames and, and things, and their head slightly forward. And when you try and straighten them up, they feel like they're falling backwards. However, they're just stood up; they're just vertical. And when when you start to get these issues, that can impact on other things within the body. We spoke about the eyes having an effect. You've also got a thing called the vestibular ocular reflex, and it's where the eyes are in relation to the position of your head. And it's all to do with. So if you think about it like a tennis player focusing on a tennis ball and it's in movement their eyes will stay fixed on that but their head is going to move in in position and that's the reflex now if your head is always forwards the position of your eyes can have a, a different effect on flexors and extensors so all the muscles down your front the things that make you curl up to the ones that make you stand up and lean back if you've always got a forward head movement you're going to be in what's called flexor tone your body was always trying to get into that curled up motion. Almost like you're crouching over. Yeah, yeah. And that's going to have a different effect on your viscera, or your digestive system and, and, and other things within the body, like the lungs and the heart and everything. And you're kind of going to be in a perpetual state of falling. So what that does is it also raises cortisol levels. So that's going to raise your stress hormones. And when you've got a chronic uh, accumulation of stress hormones, that affects the body in a negative way. I absolutely understand that and, and how that works. So basically, you're training your head to be in the wrong position, which then affects all the rest of the other parts of your body. Yes. And then when you try and stand up straight, then that becomes an unnatural state. Exactly. Although that's what your body is actually designed to be in, that sort of upright posture. Yeah. I mean, like I say, I've got a few clients and they're always looking at the floor when they're moving. Now, if you're always looking at the floor, you're always going to move in that direction. But that, that's something we can come on to in a bit. So we know, we know why balance is important. It's all to do with the posture and, and about our organs working correctly. So what are the most common problems that you've come across as far as balance is concerned in, in the work that you've done with Chrysler's fitness training? A lot of the, the, the problems I'm, I'm seeing are down to daily life. So the way people sit, the way people move, 
the fact that people sit all the time and, and the fact that people don't move how they're designed to move. Because when you move how you're designed to move, if you think about it, like back in the day when there was hunter-gatherers, they used to climb trees, they used to run through the forest, their head's moving all over the place, their, their body is moving in different positions and that affects the posture. And posture is the biggest thing. And like I said about tech neck and then people with, with uh, disabilities. So when they start to use, you know, the walking frames, because that just teaches the body to lean forwards. So things like that are the biggest problems that, I, that I've seen. And then you've also got a few other things that, that can affect um, balance. And that, that's when it comes down to muscle imbalance, because the brain sends messages to the muscles to keep you upright. So if you've got uh, chronic pain, so if, if we work from the bottom up in your toes and your your ankles and your, your calves, they're quite important for keeping you upright. And then also uh, hip position as well. So again, that can be from sitting all the time or just the way someone moves. And it's just a, a balance of muscle, muscle tone, like forward and backwards and left and right. So with me, because I've got, dodgy knees because playing sport when I was um, when I was younger and also now being stupidly overweight I find that that affects my balance because obviously my legs don't necessarily keep me where I want them to keep me <coughs> so what I tend to do now is when I go for walks so I'll, I'll, I'll go for a walk up a hill or, or a long walk you know through the countryside I'll take walking poles with me now I I work much better or walk much better with with walking poles is that a balance thing? Because I always feel it's I'm much more confident with my balance because I've got four things on the ground all the time as opposed to just two. So is that a balance thing? I mean, it's probably a combination of different things that all feed into a, like the same system. So it, it would be a balance thing probably, but then also um, muscular weakness. The muscles that keep us upright and the muscles that make us different to most other animals are your glutes, which are your bum muscles. They're, they're big muscles and they're the muscles that keep us up straight. You, you might see, if you go hill walking, you might see people and they lean forward at the waist. Then they're using their quads, so the, the muscles in the front of their legs, to get them up the hill. Whereas you've got much stronger, bigger muscles behind you on your bum. So you're better off leaning from the ankles and using your bum muscles to work. And if you're going up a hill, you should be aching in your bum a little bit. You're using the poles, it's keeping that upright position. It is taken away from your glutes, but it, it's replacing the job they're doing. Does that make sense? It, it, it does make sense. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, because although it's partly for me about rhythm, yeah, and, and I find it much easier because of the rhythm I'm using uh, through my arms. But also, I tend to push a little bit as well with the pole. Yeah. So I assume that's compensating um, or taking some of the stress away from the muscles in my legs. And yeah. So if if you weren't using them then you'd probably get more of your quads working, which they're going to tire quite quickly. And because the way the quads are, they're going to affect the knees as well, so you'd get pain. Whereas if if your glutes were doing most of the work instead of your quads, and if your glutes are weak, they're not going to be doing the work. So the poles are just taking that emphasis away from the, I'm going to say weaker muscles of the quads, but the dominant muscles of the quads. Does that make sense? I think I know what you're getting at. For me in my head and, and, and the way I walk and walking without them and walking with them, it does feel like it's a balanced thing. It feels yeah. like I'm, I can concentrate much more on the walking and much less on the just not stumbling over and things like that. 
Yeah. Oh, again, so I said about in the toes and the ankles and it starts in the legs. It's going to go all the way up through the back and everything. That is going to be your balance systems controlling the muscles. But if, if the muscles haven't got the strength or they've got some dysfunction already, so like an increase in charge in, in a muscle or in a tendon or a ligament, then that's going to compromise. And your brain, your brain's a really clever bit of kit and it will do as much as it can to stop injuring the rest of the body as well. I totally get that, actually. I, I do see. So subconsciously, it is making me balance better, but it's also making me use things I don't normally use and more of my body. When people get older, and this certainly happened with my father and certainly my father-in-law, is that their balance seems to be very heavily affected. Now, whether that's muscle weakness or something in their head, what, what does that, in, again, in your experience, you know, with older people and balance, which is very important, of course, because we, we all know how difficult and how, how problematic when, when an older person breaks a bone uh, in a fall. So why why does their balance start to go? Is it a, a muscle thing? Is it a, actually a balance thing? It's probably more a muscle thing that leads into the balance systems, into the vestibular system. Uh, so I said before about people using frames and it changes their neurology. So they get used to being in that position. But then also you've got the old adage of use it or lose it. So people don't move. If you don't move, you're going to lose the ability. If you think about kids, when they're babies, they crawl. The amount of adults I work with that can't crawl because they've forgotten how to move. I'll be honest with you, I've not tried recently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it's getting, getting the rhythm. So the best thing that people can do is keep doing stuff when you're younger. For, for instance, look at Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sliced Alone. They're both in the 70s now, I think. Yeah. And I know they've, they've done like heavy weightlifting, but if you look at them, the way they move, they're not frail. It's about how you live your life. So they're still training, basically. Yeah. Maybe not with as heavy weights as they had before, but they're still training. So they're, they're using all those muscles. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember 2011, or I think it was, I went to a yoga class and the, the instructor was 80-something. I couldn't do yoga and I'm 60. Yeah, exactly. So it, it, it depends on what you do throughout life. So you have to keep, you've got to keep doing stuff. And that when you don't, that's when it all starts to go. And then that's when you're starting to get the problems. And you can refire all this stuff up if you start doing this stuff again. Yeah. I mean, you're going to get to a point where if you've not done it for so long, then it's going to be difficult to get back to where you were. I've, I've got some clients that I work with and I've got them so far, but if they don't do stuff in their own time and if they don't concentrate, it, it could be that they've been doing things in a certain way for so long and they've got that forward posture that the shape of the spine has changed. Yeah. With someone younger, you, you can work on that and you can bring it back. But with someone older, they might be too far gone yeah. to, to fully get them back to to remove that full dysfunction. But you can improve it. You can improve it, yeah. yeah. There's ways you can improve, yeah. That's really interesting. So, so basically, with older people, it, it's probably more to do with muscle control than actual balance. Obviously, the brain still wants to stay upright, but, yeah, yeah. you know, the brain's willing, but the, but, but the body's not capable. Yeah, so if, if you think about if you've got some muscle weakness in, in a leg and that goes and the person feels like they're falling that way, then the, the natural response is for the body to react and stop it. But if there is a big muscle imbalance or a big muscle weakness around the body, 
they're not going to be able to to counteract that fast enough. We're reaching the end now. Uh, you, we've managed to pack a lot of information. You've managed to pack a lot of information into this, which is fantastic. Last thing I want to ask you about is something that happened to me, and it might have happened to other people as well. I, I do know some people happened to. That's had a th- I had a thing called labyrinthitis for a while, and if people don't know what that is, basically, from what I understand, and I'm sure Rob can tell us a bit more about it, I just felt dizzy, and and, and it's, it's extremist way, I would literally be lying down in bed and all of a sudden the whole world is spinning around in, in such a way that I'd have to sit up straight. And this would happen in the middle of the night sometimes. Sit up straight, I'd feel sick, I'd be in a sweat, literally like I'd drunk a whole bottle of scotch in in, in about a second and a half. No. What sort of thing is happening? What? Why so dizzy? So if, it, if, if something's got itis after it, it's about inflammation. So it means you've got an inflammation within the inner ear, around the labyrinth. If you imagine you've got inflammation around there, it's going to add pressure to the semicircular canal, so that's going to affect how your body thinks or how your brain thinks that your head's moving. So if you've got something applying pressure, it's going to feel like your head's moving in one way really quickly. Yeah, well, what, what it felt like my head was moving... You know, jerking to the right, to the right, to the right, to the right, over yeah. and over and over again, really, really fast. I can only describe it as from when I was younger, was just being very drunk and lying down. Yeah, and when uh, when we spoke about the eyes earlier, you've got to think about how the the eyes are fixed to a position, and so by feeling that the, the head's moving, but it's not actually moving, and your eyes staying still, it's going to increase that that kind of seasickness feeling. It definitely made me feel very sick. I, I, I will say that. We always like to try and put a takeaway little tip at the end of, at the end of all these podcasts. Is there a tip you can give us about balance, which we can take away and think, right, I can do this, and 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 it will help. The best thing you can do is stimulate it, stimulate your nervous system, stimulate your vestibular system. Okay, and how do we do that? That sounds interesting already. Rolling patterns. So if you're able to get on the floor. You get on the floor, so you can just lie. Are, so we, you, are we back to this crawling like a baby thing? <laughs> we are. So just lying down, rolling side to side, doing forward rolls, backward rolls if you're able, or just sitting down and then rocking backwards and forwards. Um, and then the other thing you do is spin. And I don't mean on a bike. I don't, I don't mean like spin class. You mean spin round and round and round? Yeah, so stand up, spin. If you start to feel sick, stop. And then fix your eyes on a point and try and control that that sensation. Same with the rolling. Don't go too fast. If you go too fast, you might start to get that seasickness feeling. Just practice moving your head in different positions. And the other thing is with your eyes. So you can do a thing called a saccade. If you take one thumb out in front of your eyes and then the other thumb, lift it up above there a little bit higher. Yeah. You're going to flick your eyes up and down. Make sure you focus on your thumbnail each time. And you're moving your eye up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah. And you've got to make sure you focus on that. And what what that's going to do is, is um, fire your extensors. So everything in the back. So those are two tips you can do. Yeah, they sound they, they sound very doable as well. Yeah. Um, and, and basically, we're back to this thing about training. It trains your eyes and your brain and, and your balancing system. That that you know that that's something you could you be able to do and yeah. make it easier. I mean, if people can't get down. On the floor, I mean, the other thing you do is just reach down, then come up fast. Wow, so, that's that sounds dangerous to me. <laughs> but uh, only as fast if it makes you feel dizzy or unbalanced. Slow it down. So reach down and then just come up quick. So you and, can, you, and can you build that up? Yeah, so you can reach. You can reach down with one hand. So if you stand with your feet 
hip width apart. You can take one hand to the opposite foot and then come up because then that way you're moving the head through several different angles because you're right. going forwards, but you're also twisting as well. So you're turning the head. That is really, really good information. Thanks, Rob. Uh, um, I'm going to try those things. And, and the last thing, just bounce on the spot. Bounce on the spot? Bounce on the spot. Have a go at bounce on the spot with your eyes closed as well. If you've got one of those little trampolines, is that no, a good just, thing? No, just bounce on the Literally spot. Literally jump up and down. Yeah, it hasn't got to be massive jumps, just bounce. If you find that um, normally you fall to one side, or there's little tests you can do, uh, so if you put one foot in front of the other and close your eyes, see if you fall to one side. If you find that you normally fall to one side, you can bounce on the spot, eyes closed, slowly turn your head in the direction that you fall, and then quickly back into the centre. Okay, so it sort of resets your, yeah. your head. Fantastic. One last little thing is, have you seen these, um, well, you must have seen them, these little balance things that people have. So you've got like a ball, yeah, out, yeah. half a ball underneath. Yeah. What Are they a good thing? Because a lot of people say balance, when you get older, balance is so important. And it's one of those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so again, that feeds into muscle strength. So with your balance and, and with your with your vestibular system feeding into your, your feet, so you've got to think your feet and your hips, they're the things that are going to keep you level. By strengthening the smaller muscles, so you've got to think about your toe muscles as well, and then up the side of your legs, you've got other muscles about turning the foot out and in. By you by using these, you can improve the strength, and then that's that's going to improve your feedback. To the brain. To about the brain what, about your, what, yeah. where your body is and yeah, yeah. where your feet are. Right. Okay. So, yeah, uh, again, tips just use one of those. Uh, I've got balance board, like a, a sphere, like a circular. Yeah. Sometimes I'll stand that and just rotate it around using my legs to control it. Okay. If people don't know what we're talking about, as, as Rob says, they're, like they're, they're a circle of wood or whatever, a couple of feet across. And then underneath is like a half a ball, isn't it? Yeah. In yeah. the centre. So basically you, you put one foot on each side of that and, and, you, and you try and keep your balance. Yeah. I, I have got one and I've tried it and it is really difficult, but maybe I just don't practice enough. <laughs> Thanks ever so much, Rob. Balance, fascinating subject. If people want to get in contact with you, what's the best way? They can email rob at chrysalis-fitness.com. Chrysalis spelled C-H-R-Y-S-A-L-I-S. Okay. Uh, and the website? Is www.chrysalis-com. I'm not going to tell you to spell chrysalis again. <laughs> or, or you can WhatsApp on uh, 07824-880311. And Rob will be really happy to answer any of the questions you have about this or any of the other podcasts we've got. Uh, thank you very much, Rob. Lovely to thank see you. you and, and, and nice talking to you. We'll be back in a, another month with some more about fitness, uh, mind, body and spirit from Rob Arnold from Chrysalis Fitness Training. Until then, look after yourself and um, try some of Rob's tips. I think it might be a really good idea. This is a 1386 audio production. 